All right, that's, uh, yeah, that's not how we do it, <laughs> or how you should do it. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jamie Buchanan. I'm the pastor of youth and family ministries here at Chapel Hill. And uh, one of my life verses um, that I've had for God has shown me for years has been Galatians 6.2. And with the series that we're doing, it just fits right in to be able to talk about how do we, as followers of Jesus, carry or bear one another's burdens. I once was sitting with a a friend of mine who's a counselor, um, and we were talking about this verse, and I asked him, I said, so, John, um, do you think that if all all of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus, Christians, were to take this verse seriously of bearing one another's burdens and thus fulfilling the law of Christ, do you think it would have an effect on your job or your, your industry that you work in and counseling? Absolutely. Might put me out of a job. And we talked about um, the importance of the body of Christ and us as believers coming around, bearing each other's burdens, talking about things to each other. I was pretty taken back when... Um, when he said that, but I, I believe that's, that's what it is. So we're here. Um, the series is in training. We're making, and now we're on relational disciple making. Um, all I could think of the whole time as I was writing this is the phrase, we're all in this together. Um, we're all in this together. How many of you started singing a song? Yeah, I, I figured. Um, I don't like that musical, but it was funny. Um, to uh, um, get that phrase caught in my head. But we are all in this together. Peter, two weeks ago, talked about us being a church. The body of Christ is like a game, and this is, or, or life is a game. Our life is a game. And being here and coming as a church is like a team. This is the locker room where we're training, and, or, or maybe the weight room where we're preparing, where we're training for life. And part of um, the life training that we get is how to carry one another's burdens. I would consider that like a play that's called on the game of the field of life. A small play, a small part, but very, very transformational and changing. Uh, The title, as you can see, is Lean on Me, and I did purposely... Um, change it around so it's a lowercase l and a uppercase m because I'll explain the, the lean on me like this. The song Lean On Me, and we most of us know it, um, talks about carrying one another's burdens. Well, from that song, I also, as a follower of Jesus and understanding of what God's word has for us, understand this. And if, and if you want to, there's a place for you to write notes. If you take notes, you can. Um, you don't have to. The capital me, the M, capital M and me represents God, us being close to God. Then if we were to switch it around, the lowercase m in me means us being close to others, close to God, close to others. And then the leaning part is the carrying burdens, carrying one another's burdens, um, a vital a vital part of disciple-making. Well, we got a flashback. Let's go back to Genesis. 
um, Genesis 1 and 2 and God's creating um, everything and he's saying, and, and this is good and this is good and, and this is good and it's all these goods are coming. And then you get to Genesis 2.18 and what does he say? It's not good. What's not good? Us being alone. It's not good that we are alone. We are not meant to live for ourselves. Romans 14, 7. We're not meant to live for ourselves. Our lives are meant to be interdependent, not independent. Interdependent, not independent of each other. We were created for relationships. Well, how do we see that? We see that in the Trinity. The relationship of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And how they all work together. That is a model of of relationships for us. And it shows us how we, as a body, can work together and carry one another's burdens and see that. If you have your Bibles, um, I'd like you to turn to Galatians chapter 5. While you're turning there, a little bit of um, um, history as we're in Galatians and and. The book of Galatians is a call from freedom from the law. Um, the religious leaders were laying down the law and, and, and making uh, the law out to be just what it's like, a law of certain rules and regulations, do's and don'ts. And Paul is writing to the church in Galatia, um, and, they're, they're, and he's distressed because they're quickly abandoning the gospel um, that they had received. These Judaizers have infiltrated all of the brethren, the followers of Jesus. They're, they're talking about how heavy the law is. And Paul starts by telling them um, uh, an entirely different gospel. One he writes to the church that it's about Jesus, it's not about the law. And you get to chapter 5, Philippians chapter 5. Um, and you read through there and you see him um, still explaining those things. But in verses, um, in chapter 5, verses 16 to 26, you see that he's talking about the conflict between our flesh and the Holy Spirit. Our flesh that wants to live for ourselves, that wants to please ourselves, that wants to make ourselves comfortable, that wants everything to be right, that's all about, uh, about ourselves, it's all, and it ultimately leads to death and separation from God. Versus the Holy Spirit. And he mentions many times um, through this passage, walking in the Spirit. So there's a conflict between the flesh and the Spirit. We feel it every day as a follower of Jesus. Every minute, every second. The victory comes in when we can crucify the flesh and then walk in the Spirit. We can kill the flesh. We can kill that because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Because of what Jesus has done, and only through that can we kill and crucify our flesh and follow the Holy Spirit. Then we get down to, if you look at verse, um, verse 26 of chapter 5, and then um, taking it right from there to chapter 6, verse 5, um, we see that this is one of the results of victory. And I'm going to read that. 526. Actually, I'll do 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. 
Brothers, if anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he is deceiving himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each one will have to bear his own load. So, is it really the song, Lean on Me, first? No, it's Lean on Jesus first. We only can see and understand and reach out and love people when um, we love God and understand how God first loved us. It's an order that has to be followed. So, it, it has to start with that. So as we walk in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit is drawing close to God. Now, I have an illustration, um, and I've done this one uh, a few times, but it kind of shows us um, how we walk in the Spirit and how God flows into us. And I need two volunteers, um, Joe and Paul. I want Paul to be part of my object lesson um, as the pastor because it gives me a little sense of power, I guess. Um, Come on over here. Joe and Paul, in this this, um, object lesson, represent people around us that have burdens. All around us, wherever we go. This cup right here represents us. This pitcher filled with water represents God. And so if I I, I hold my cup out, you guys can put your your cups under there. And walking in the Spirit, okay, following God and walking in the Spirit, um, as we spend time doing that, drawing near to God, loving God, um, um, having the fruits of the Spirit come from us, um, dealing with our sin, um, it's a, a, an outflow of God to us. A lot of times, though, we look at it like this. I went to church. Well, that was a good quiet time. I said no to that sin. Feeling pretty good. Said I love you to that person. And, and we go in and as we're walking, we feel like we're walking in the Spirit... And we see or recognize all around us are people that have burdens. And so we're trying to reach out and help, maybe, maybe not help or doing what we can. And we're really, we're really trying to... Have you ever heard of the phrase, pouring out of ourselves? We got nothing. We only had that. It's not that. It's not about um, the every now and then thing. It looks like this. As I walk in the Spirit, and I love God, and I deal, as my hands shake, but here, as I deal with my sin, as, um, as, um, sorry, Joe, I'm getting you wet. Um, And I'm getting the new carpet wet. Get it over here. There is, rather than a pouring out of us having to pour out, it's an overflow it's God overflowing us every day, every second. You, thank you. You can put those down. I'm sorry for the carpet. I'll clean it up. Yeah, you can go. Thank you. 
it's, it's not just quiet times or reading my Bible or coming to youth group or doing those things and punching tickets. It's about uh, walking in the Spirit every day when we're alone in front of the Internet, when we're at school um, with the, the bullies, when we're with our 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 co-workers at work that are telling dirty jokes, when we're um, coming home from work and we're all tired and we have a family that needs us, walking in the Spirit as we see all of these things around us and we see people that are hurting, we're walking in the Spirit and it's opening our eyes. It's giving us energy and it's an, it's an outflow that's an inflow to us and outflows to others and it's a constant thing. And so, when I first saw that, that illustration, it made me weep. Because I live my life so much where I'll just try to get a little bit here and there of God. And, and sometimes I rely on doing my pastoral duties as me um, I'm walking in the Spirit. And it just, it, it, it hit me. So, look at um, verse 1. And now we get to close to others. Verse 1 says that we come alongside of others caught or stuck in a sin. People that are struggling or are stuck in a sin, we come alongside of them and help them. There's confrontation. There's toughness. It, it, it has to happen. Um, it's hard. It's messy. But it's one way we carry um, one another's burdens. But then down to the, the main verse. Chapter 6, verse 2. The first word there, bear, or in some versions there's carry. Bear, carry, or even in the the New Living Translation, it says share. And this word actually points back up. If you go back up to chapter 5 and you look at 13 and 14, this word points back up to that. For if you are called to freedom, brothers, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in this one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what does it mean to bear or carry or share? It means to come alongside, to jointly shoulder um, this heavy, heavy pressure that people are going through, to lift up. And I like the New Living Translation on this because share says it's reciprocal. There's a, there's a helping and being helped that are going on there. It's not just us taking things, um, but actually walking alongside and helping. And it's not just putting up with each other. You know, it's, it's, it's the word, the Greek term word for burden was a very heavy, unbearable load. Tim Keller is one of my favorite authors. Um, he wrote this. You cannot help a, help with a burden unless you come very close to the burdened person, standing virtually in their shoes and putting your own strength under the burden so the weight is distributed on both of you, lightening the load of, e, of the other. So in the same way, a Christian follower of Jesus must listen and understand and physically, emotionally, spiritually take up some of the burden with the other person. So it's that Greek 
Um, the Greek word is a heavy, unbearable load that we can't carry ourselves. And here's something that one author wrote that stood out to me. Carrying um, one another's burdens is not this heroic, one-time, self-sacrificing deed that I've done. Like I pat myself on the back because I helped this person out this one time. But it's in the mundane, everyday, day-to-day life. It's in relationships. 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says, When one follower of Christ suffers, we all suffer. There's so much suffering around um, in all of us, and we all suffer. So then the verse goes on to talk about the law of Christ. And when you read that phrase, you think, law of Christ, how can this be heavy? You know, it's like um, we were just talking about it not being a burden. What is the law of Christ? If you want to, turn to Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's what they mean by the law of the law. The law isn't a bunch of rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. It's actually the love that came forth from what Jesus has done. It actually points towards love. And as you can see um, in how this is laid out, it's about us loving God first in order for us to be able to carry one another's burdens, see one another's burdens, and reach out. So then if you keep reading um, through back to Galatians, um, if you you keep reading, there's something I want to address if you were to read all the way down to verse 5. And as you get to, um, to verse 5, you, you, you'll read this. For each will have to bear his own load. And sometimes we can look at that and say, whoa, well, didn't it just say up in 2 that we're supposed to let other people carry our burdens? It almost seems like it's contradicting. But this is an actual word that represents um, the burden here for each person to bear their own load or their own burden is that burden that's found in Matthew 11.30, where the yoke of Jesus is light and his burden is light. It's all of us as as Christians, what we have as being a follower of Jesus. It's light. It's a one-man thing that we can carry. All right. So talking about all of this, I want to get to the (laughs) needy-greedy. Um, Nacho Libre quote. Uh, only a few people got that. Um, as we think about uh, this, um, I want you, you know, if you want to just kind of be in prayer and think about where you're at. You could be here this morning and say, um, well, you could be saying, no one cares about my burdens, so why should I care about theirs? You could be here saying, um, I've reached out to people. I've carried many people's burdens. I'm tired and beat up. And um, I, I, can't, I can't carry anymore and nobody's seeing mine. Uh, 
That's an attitude that I struggle with often. I throw myself, I call them the baby Jamie, (laughs) self-pity parties. Woe is me. I'm reaching out and doing all this for everybody else, and yet I'm over here, and nobody's asking me really how I'm doing. And God says, will you look at the cross? Will you realize that um, Romans 5, 8, that God loves us so much, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us? Will you look at the cross and see that and, and, and realize that throwing yourself a pity party is a, a, a selfish, distracting thing that either our flesh or the enemy is using so we can't carry one another's burdens? And I've had to look at the cross and then I had to realize that Jesus carries our burdens, the ultimate one. Maybe this morning it's, well, no one understands me. No one understands my burdens. I found this phrase, and I want you to, you don't, we, we won't do it out loud, but agree or disagree. Genuine authenticity trumps perfect understanding. Genuine authenticity trumps perfect understanding. What are you hearing in that phrase? Here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that I've had people in my life that have not had had all the answers, that um, have not come to me and just just laid out stuff um, perfectly to be like, oh, that's exactly what I'm going through. That's exactly how I feel. The people that have ministered to me the most were the ones that say, I have no idea what you're going through, but I love you and I'm going to come alongside of you. And they don't just say it one time because it's part of a sermon or a Bible study. They come the next day, the next week. How are you doing? I've been praying for you. How how is that situation? Didn't have any idea how to help me. But I knew that they were genuine and authentic. So you say, well, I don't know how to help others. Well, um, here's a little acronym that you can write down. I made up. I kind of like making these up. Um, So it's N-A-P-A-R. So NAPAR. Or if you're from Maine, it would be NAPA. Because you still wouldn't say the R at the end. But so... N-A-P-A-R. Okay, ready? Now I'm going to give you words to write next to them. Under the N. Joe, it's not that funny. Under the N, the first word is notice. Notice. They brought a little prop. You know me, I like props. I learn better that way. Um, Notice. Now, for some of us in here, it was the antenna that we pulled in and out, you know, that we had on the back of the TV, and who can relate to that? And the radio? Okay, you can put your hands down. Then, as time went on, it was the satellite dish. 
Come on, who's the satellite dish time where we would set our satellite dish to make sure we were getting the white TV shows or you'd have to go out and do it or climb up on the roof or something like that. Now it's just like all over in the air and around and (laughs) and this millennial thing that I don't understand that I'm outdated, but I still need to understand because I work with youth. So I put my, these are antennas for those of you that don't know what they are. Notice, stop going in and living life and walking around. We need to, and I speak to myself selfishly. Everywhere I go, who I talk to, I want to either talk to them to get something for them or because I like them or because it's about me. And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly walking around um, and I'm not seeing anybody hurting around me. I'm not noticing any burdens or anything like that. There aren't any because I'm having fun and, and I'm kind of walking around and I am walking in my flesh. I'm walking in my flesh. I'm walking in what, what I want or what feels good to me. Or, or maybe I'm throwing myself one of my pity parties. And I'm walking around with my antennas down and I don't notice anything. So the first one is, I go to God. I confess some sin. I work some things out or my antennas up. And I walk around, and everywhere I go, whether it's the gas station or school or work or church um, or home in front of my, my wife and kids, okay? When I'm when walking in the Spirit, the antennas are up. How are you? Uh, I'm looking. That person seems down. That person could use an encouraging word. I ask the question, how are you doing? And I'm not just saying Hello. I say, how are you doing? With my antennas up, I'm saying, how are you doing? Let's talk about, I see something there. Is there something? So notice. And ask. Like I said, more than how are you? Hey, how's it going? That has become a a way of saying hello, hasn't it? And we've seen different commercials and whatnot. Um, But to be able to rephrase stuff, greet people. Yeah, hi, good to see you. Hello. But make the how are you, meaning you're ready. I'm asking you a question. I want to hear how you're doing. I want to know how you're doing. Notice, ask, pray. How many times, you know, do we, we're all culprits of it. I'll pray for you. You're struggling. I'm going to pray for you. And we leave and we forget. We don't. But to really be able to say, I'll pray for you. Stop right there and pray for them. Write something down. Pray for them again. As we're walking in the spirit, then we see them. We can go up and say, hey, how's that going? I've been praying for you. How many of you have had somebody in your life that said, I'll pray for you. Um, they either prayed for you there or they didn't right there. But then they approached you, brought it up again, and you're like, man, they, they really care. They were honest. Notice, ask, pray, assist. What can I do? Can I help? Is there anything I can do? Well, you don't understand. Okay, well, I'm here for you. And then R is repeat. 
back over again. One of the hardest things that happened to me in ministry, um, a gal passed away in a car accident when I was in Morris, got killed. And the, the pastor and I were at the hospital and um, she had six siblings. And every hour, a sibling would come in and I would have to tell them, your sister has been killed in a car accident. And all I could do was weep. I was crying and they were crying and I, I felt so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to, I was trying to think of the right verse to say or, or the right thing and I just cried. I felt like I was a failure. Years later, they say, you did the greatest thing you could ever possibly do. Be there, cry with us. That carried our burden more than anything else. So here's another thing. What if we're here and we say, I'm not there yet. I don't have everything together. How can I carry someone's burdens? Remember, it's reciprocal. Share. I'll, I'll ask somebody how they're doing and, and share a burden. And then I, and that's, this is just me, but then I might just kind of say, well, hey, I'm, this is, I'm struggling with this. Would you pray for me on this? You don't have to have everything you got to check your motives. Make sure you're not helping somebody out to get something in return. Proverbs 11.25 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. There's something therapeutic, you know, about, about helping and caring and authentically and genuinely carrying burdens. Here's another one. Well, I don't want to um, uh, let people carry my burdens or carry burdens because people have let me down so many times. There's a lack of trust. They're just going to be judgmental. Well, there's a cycle of how God shows his love um, to us through relationships, yet we still sin. We're supposed to model how to care and carry one another's burdens, but we're going to let each other down. And I think the enemy, Satan, slips in there and says, well, you can't trust anybody. They're going to judge you. Don't share. Don't share. We're going to get let down. How often do we let God down? Yet, he's still there for us. The last one to think about, well, people are generally too needy. I can't do it all. I can't carry everybody's burdens. You don't have to. It's meant to happen in community in relational community. It's meant to happen in relationships. So I just want to take some time, um, and if you want to, um, you can bow your head, close your eyes, and pray. I'd like us to think about, um, where is God speaking to you? Um, do you have burdens that you need to allow people to carry? Do you need to open up your eyes? Do you need to draw nearer to God and deal with some things, learn how to walk in the Spirit? What is it that needs to change? And I just challenge you to bring that to God. And then I challenge you, if you want, if you want, to go and tell somebody, hey, God spoke to me about this later on. So let's pray. And the ushers are going to come forward for the offering too, so we'll pray for that as well.
Jesus, thank you for being a model of carrying burdens because you carried our burden of sin and death on the cross. Help us, Lord, to look at you and to look at Jesus and what he's done. Help us to draw nearer to you, to help us to walk in the spirit, to follow you. May we open up our eyes and our hearts, deal with our pride and our selfishness. Help us to put those things aside and to understand the importance of carrying one another's burden. Help us to draw together as a community, as um, um, home groups, um, in all the different ways to draw together, to take our conversations deeper than just sports or the weather but to be able to ask um, questions and really care. Only you can do that, God, in us. So we give you this time. Thank you that we can give back to you. You, you take care of us. And as an act of worship, um, we give back to you. In Jesus' name, amen.